Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. You know, in this podcast, in this Great Man Podcast, I want to speak to you as an older friend. I want to speak to you as a man who's been in leadership for a while. These are meant to be talks to men that are down and dirty and hit hard and are raw if they need to be and that really help. I'm not just interested in filling space. I'm not just interested in having a podcast for its own sake. I'm interested in changing men's lives. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about porn and about masturbation. Parents be warned, I'm not going to be nasty, but I am going to speak bluntly. Um, I certainly understand that there are different moral views about masturbation and about porn. I know that those aren't the same thing, but I'm going to talk about them uh, as in terms of their impact on us in the same way. Um, I'm a Christian. I think everybody who listens to my podcast, reads my books, hears me speak, knows that I am a Christian, unapologetically so. But I'm very grateful that I have many people in my audience on both my podcasts, the Stephen Mansfield podcast and this great man podcast, uh, who are not Christians. I welcome you, whatever your faith or if you're not of faith, uh, so glad you're listening, so glad you're part of us. So let me just say up front that as a Christian, uh, I do believe that the viewing of porn and uh, building a, a life of fantasy and masturbation uh, is a sin. Now, that's not where I'm going to stop in this podcast. That's not my point. My point was not to go on the air and say, hey, it's a sin. I think most people know that Christians believe that. Um, so I do believe that. And I've tried to live my life accordingly. And I've urged my friends to do the same. And I'm happy to talk more about that in some future podcast uh, from the basis of my Christian faith. But that's not my main point here. Uh, my main point here is to go beyond just saying what I believe is a Christian. And to say, uh, to describe a bit the impact of, those, of these two things uh, on a man's soul. Um, what I want you to realize is that both, uh, well, three things really, porn, our fantasy lives, and a life of masturbation are all programming a man's soul in a certain direction. Let's lay aside for the moment what I believe about it morally, and let's just talk about what it's doing to a man these three things in the life of a young man and the life of an older man are programming a man's soul. And so it's almost as though you are training your body, training your imagination, training your emotions in a certain direction. Now I'm going to get a little bit graphic here. So get ready. If, if, a, if a young man uh, has a fantasy life, reads porn, has those images in his head, has a secret life of masturbation, uh, imagines certain acts, imagines certain kind of women, imagines women of a certain shape, uh, imagines certain kinds of sex acts with the women he imagines. He is training his emotions and his body to be excited by what he's imagining, that kind of woman, that kind of sex act, that kind of response. And the truth is that 
almost almost certainly his real life is not going to match that. When he marries, uh, his wife is not going to be like the person he has imagined. She's not going to do or nor will their sex life together be quite like he has imagined and been training his body. Certainly no healthy marriage sexually looks like a porn film. And so what happens is that a man trains himself to be excited only by certain things, usually certain extreme things, things that only appear in porn films, things that are in his own imagination. Now, I want to say quickly that I am a, I am a passionate believer in a happy, healthy, whole, passionate uh, even a little bit nutsy sex life between a man and a woman. I think God created sex. Uh, I believe that sex should be awesome. And I believe a husband and wife ought to have a passionate and joyous sex life. But we know that divorce rates are high. We know that lack of satisfaction with sex is one of the reasons. Um, we know that women have many complaints about men uh, when it comes to what they expect and what they demand. So, what I'm wanting is moving is to move away just for a moment from this, the the perspective that hey it's either right or it's wrong that that's that I've already stated clearly, but I want you to realize that whether you're a married man who secretly has a life of porn, a fantasy of masturbation, a young man who's not married yet but secretly has that kind of life, what you are doing is you are programming yourself to expect or to want or to only respond to certain kinds of stimuli. And as you know, I've been a pastor for many years. I'm not one now, but I was a pastor for many years, met with a lot of men. And what I do with men now, I spend a lot of time talking to men. And a lot of what happens that kills off their marriage or kills off their sex life is that they have trained themselves to be excited by certain things and their wife is not that. Well, if you have been picturing, you know, Miss June in Playboy uh, or the latest, you know, nice set of breasts that you saw in an R-rated movie or a certain woman uh, of extreme body parts you saw walking through the mall, and that's what you're fantasizing about, that's what you're stimulating yourself to, and you're looking at people like that in porn and you are uh, seeing extreme things, you know, all the extreme things that might be in porn, I don't need to get in detail, well then, uh, a beautiful, sweet, loving, sexual relationship with your wife who doesn't look like that, who doesn't talk in those nasty terms, who doesn't dress in that way, I mean, it might, she might, but that's, that's, that's I'm just going to assume for the moment that she doesn't, well then you're setting yourself up to not be fulfilled you're setting yourself up for erectile dysfunction in your later years. You're setting yourself up for uh, a very frustrating life. The, the reality is that real life is not likely to align with what's in your brain. And so uh, what concerns me, especially with teenage boys, is that a lot of teenage boys sink into a little fantasy hidden masturbation world rather than actually going after the women that they, they ought to be going after. Don't, don't sit there and, and live a fantasy life regarding the cheerleader, date the cheerleader and, and, uh, and have a healthy relationship with her and prepare for marriage in which you have a glorious sex life. That's what ought to be happening, but rather we deform ourselves and live a little secret fantasy life with porn and masturbation. And what we're doing is programming ourselves to never be satisfied. There's a psychologist friend of mine who says that a, a secret life of porn, masturbation and fantasy that really takes root in a man's soul is really divorce training. 
And I know this is, may sound overstated, but the reality is that, that he's saying something important. Uh, if I'm picturing only extreme things with, with women I can't have or women who don't exist and, and at extreme situations where I'm the awesome one, you know, and, and the whole thing, um, that, that is going to do nothing but destroy a normal, healthy relationship. And by the way, I don't want to say at all that uh, a marriage relationship is somehow, you know, sleepier, less interesting, less sexy. Um, I don't believe that at all. I think marital sex can be amazing and more than most men have ever even imagined. Um, but it's the fact that they're imagining something they can't have or that isn't real that can diminish their ability to be fulfilled. So be aware that your life of porn, your life of fantasy, your life of masturbation, secret hidden masturbation, and those secret ways um, removes you from reality, trains your body and your emotions and your, your senses a, a certain way, and it works against the reality of what your life is likely to be. Now, the truth is, that we can rehabituate. We can change our habits. You know, the fact is that it only takes 21 days to begin to build a habit biologically into our brains. Uh, when you do a certain thing or do not do a certain thing or do an alternate thing for 21 days, you are realigning, reconnecting the brain synapses, uh, the, the connections between your synapses in your brain, and you are laying new tracks. You are, you are laying new habits. So we often talk like there's no way a guy can get on top of his sex drive. There's no way a guy can control himself. There's no way a guy can, uh, you know, you know, make different habits. He has to be a dog. He has to go after a nice set of breasts. He has to have it. He can't stop himself. That's just not true. We can rehabituate ourselves in 21 days. We can start to make a massive difference by simply committing to uh, not engage in the habits that we've been engaging in, but engage in different habits and set different directions for our brain synapses. Strongly recommend, I'm not going to get too graphic here. I recommend that we pull some friends around and get honest about what our needs are. I recommend that we not just try stopping certain things that we're doing, but do other things instead. I've known men to conquer masturbation by uh, deciding to go work out every time they have an urge. Uh, I've known men to, to conquer it by uh, calling a friend and saying, look, I'm about to do this thing. I don't want to do it. Talk to me for a while. Uh, you, you create new habits. You do alternate things. There's even the old joke about a guy taking a cold shower. But I have a friend who said, listen, I didn't want to live in a life of secret porn and masturbation. So when I had that urge, I went and I took a cold shower. Uh, he said, I know it's funny. I know it's silly. Um, but actually it, it, uh, it, it invigorated me and made me feel energetic and made me want to go out and play football or run around or work out or something. And it, and it was a great, almost shocking way to, to rework my brain synapses. You'll find your own way, but be encouraged by the fact that there's not any habit that you engage in that you cannot rehabituate, that you cannot relay the tracks for in your brain in just about 21 days. I'm not saying you might be on top of the whole thing in 21 days, but you can actually rework your brain in the right direction by just rehabituating, by just setting new directions in just 21 days. Now, my point is not to condemn. I've told you what I believe as a Christian because I wanted to be upfront. But the more important issue is that even if you have no religion at all, you certainly believe in science. You certainly believe in your biology. And you are programming your body 
in ways that could be very, very counterproductive to the happiness of your life, the fulfillment of your life for the rest of your days. Be aware of this. This is not just a little sexual release. This is not just some fun with porn. This is not just a fantasy life that makes life interesting. You are programming yourself. Is this really the direction you want to go? I think you're probably a better man. I think you don't want to live a secret, shameful, hidden, you know, corner, dark, dark corner life of porn, imagination, and masturbation. I think you can rehabituate. I think you'll be more fulfilled. I think you'll be better in marriage. I think you'll stop committing basically emotional adultery. And I think that you can be the man that you dream of being. To join the great man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.